Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. Today I'm going to talk about why seeking abundance will keep you poor. Yes, you heard me right. Seeking abundance will keep you poor because it implies that you already are not abundant. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting when you start paying attention to how your mind works, because when we're seeking abundance, the implication is, is that we don't currently have access to it, that we're in want, we're in need. And so either explicitly or implicitly, we are focusing on the lack. We are focusing on what is not available to us or what doesn't seem available to us. And I'm telling you this to set you straight, to keep your focus on the things that you do want. Now, you may say, I do want abundance, but understand that you already have abundance. The universe is abundant. At any given moment during the day, there are billions of dollars changing hands. Money does not sit still. It's constantly being traded for goods, traded for services, saved, invested. It's being moved around all the time. And so all you need to do is find an idea that translates into funneling some of that abundance, some of that flow of money into your pocket. And let's consider that pocket. You need to open that pocket up. You need to be open to receive. You see, when we're in the mindset that we don't have access to abundance, we're putting a lid on our cup. And so we want to take the lid off to open up possibility, to actually make a space available for money to show up. You're going to be attracting the money based on your desire, but not the wanting. See, there's a difference. We like riches. We like wealth to show up. We welcome wealth to show up in our life. But when we're in the wanting of it, we are focusing on the lack. Now, I've talked about this before, and it is not an across-the-board rule that wanting something, desiring something, implies that you are living or operating from lack. And you might say, but Daniel, I've heard that wanting stuff implies I'm coming from lack. Well, it's not the words. The words really aren't that important. It's the feeling that you have associated with it. Now, I can know I want food and then just go out and get it or I order it. And so that wanting comes with an expectation and an assumption that it will be fulfilled. Now, I might be hungry and I consider that I have no food and that I can't get food. I don't know where to order food. And so there's not enough food in the pantry or not enough food in the fridge. And so I don't have enough and I want more food. Can you feel it? Can you feel the difference between wanting food and then knowing that I can fulfill on it or wanting food and knowing that I don't have access to it? It's a completely different experience. And I'm sure you get the fine point. And so in the context of abundance, if the universe is abundant, naturally, there's more than enough to go around. We live in an abundant universe. We live in the idea of abundance, not scarcity. Scarcity is the idea is that there is only so much to go around. That if I take some or somebody else takes some, that means there is less left on the table for others. 
You see, it's not the reality of it. It's your perspective. It's your perception of what's going on. When we live in the idea that the universe is abundance and money, riches, circumstances, events that you desire are flowing in and out of your life all the time, there's a constant flow, then all you do is you tap into that flow. It's like being hungry. You have an expectation that money's coming in, in known and unknown ways. Now, here's another perspective. We have three cats in our house, and everyone loves a cat to sit in their lap. Because they're warm, they purr, and they give you love. They, it's a very loving act to have a cat sit in your lap. It's almost like I claim you. It's you're, you're, you're on the important list. Now, in our family, each of us has a cat that has kind of adopted us. But sometimes one of those cats that another considers their cat sits in my lap, and they get a little jealous. The oldest boy and my wife, they might just get a little jealous that they don't have a cat in their lap. Maybe I'll have two or three sitting in my lap. But the mistake here is that they're thinking that there's only a limited amount of opportunity to have a cat sit in your lap. Well, I tell you, with three cats in the house, there's more than ample opportunity for you to have a cat at some point end up in your lap or want attention. And that's the context that I operate from. Occasionally, my cat Luna ends up in my wife's lap, and I'll look over adoringly, and she'll say, are you jealous? And I say, no, there's more than enough opportunity to hold a cat in this house. In fact, right now, in my office, my cat Luna, I call her my cat because she's claimed me, she's in my office with me just because I'm in here. Now, if you're not a cat person and you're a dog person, you know that dogs have an abundance of affection. You cannot get enough affection from a dog. They have more than enough to give. And with that said, you can also think of that in the context of people. There's more than enough love to go around in the universe. There's 7 billion people on the planet, and there is lots of love. Love is a renewable resource. Love lives within you. And my friend, you are the source of your experience of love. Someone can be loving towards you, but if you don't feel the love inside, if you don't feel open to it, if you don't feel deserving, you'll never get the full benefit of all the love that's showing up. And you might even be asking them to repeat, you know, tell me, why do you love me? Tell me exactly why. Give me all the reasons you love me. And then they might list off three or four reasons. And you might say, no, that's not what I was looking for. Because you're not open to receive. You have a limited criteria on how you think love should show up. And so sometimes you're left wanting, even though love is around you. But the rule is still the same. If you're in the wanting of a relationship, if you're in the wanting of love, you need love, you feel the lack of love, or you feel lonely, you are focusing on what's not there, what you're seemingly experiencing as not there. And so, just like abundance, the more you seek love, the more you push it away. Because our focus is that there is a lack of it. There's not enough to go around. There's one more point here that I want to make about this seeking abundance. The whole idea is in the seeking, in the pursuing. When we're seeking money or pursuing money, going after money, earning money, making money, 
we are attracting money. We are attracting riches based on the fact that we have an open cup. We're open to receive. Personally, I made this mistake early on in business, early on in my work life. I thought I had to make money. I had to earn it. In fact, I had to find people to give me money. That is in the context of customers, people to serve. I was mistaken that money comes from my customers. No, money flows through my customers. The money, the riches, the is energy. It flows from the universe. It, it flows from source. And so when values align, when purposes align, then the money flows through the people around you. And so when you're open to it, money can flow to you in seemingly amazingly easy ways. You see, it's in our expectation how easily money can flow to us that we tend to throttle it down. We turn the valve almost to off. Turn that valve wide open and allow the flow to come to you. Attract opportunity. Attract the riches by being open to receive. Not only are you open to receive riches, you're open to receive guidance and intuitive urges that lead you in the direction. There is a certain amount of action involved, but it's aligned action. You see, action is actually the bridge between the thought realm, the etheric realm, the fifth dimension, and the material realm. But the distinction around action is that it is aligned. It is in flow. It is not in efforting. It's not in the struggle to make something happen. It's as easy as opening up the valve, opening up the door for money to flow in. This is where I want to let you know that I am open to receive your five-star review. If you've liked this podcast, if you've been listening for a while, if you get value out of some of the material... I would request that you leave a five-star review. And you can just hit the five stars. Ideally, I would love to hear a little sentence or two about what you like and how it's helped you. Because if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying the material, your rating assists the platform in presenting it to other people when they're looking for something similar. And so your rating makes it easier to find, makes it more accessible, and gives it credibility for other people to listen to. This request for a rating is a little selfish on my part. Rating the podcast not only serves the other people that are looking, but it also serves me. It spurs me on. It inspires me to show up another day that it's making a difference for people in ways that I don't necessarily know. And I know you'll find this hard to believe that there are some days where I'm not particularly inspired to sit down in front of the microphone and record an episode. Those days are few and far between, but they do happen occasionally. And one of the ways I inspire myself is by reading your reviews, reading your comments, reading your emails. And so, yes, I am open to receive your five-star review. Well, until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. Mm -hmm.